0: Welcome to Hearts and Minds. My name is Catherine McMahon and I'm joined here with Maura Cassidy. And today we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions with limited resources, because as we all know, we're in our third wave lockdown. And in Ireland in particular, we are in serious, serious lockdown.
1: Level five. Level five with lots of add-ons, which will be revealed over the forthcoming days. Yes, exactly. Um, I think um, what really struck me about this new year was we were all sitting at home Watching um, empty screens because there was nobody in Times Square in New York, Paris, Dublin, London, except in Wuhan. Wuhan, <laughs> <laughs> you won't mention the unmentionable. So, um, without you know, without making a point of it, there wasn't there isn't a whole series of expectation about twenty twenty one, except for possibly, thank God, twenty twenty is over. Um, nonetheless. Um, New Year is a time to think of resolutions and um, no matter what way we, 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 we look at it. Um, and I do think what you said there at the beginning is true, that we're going into our third wave. Mm. So last March, we were probably thinking about, you know, how we're going to do the first lockdown. And there was a bit of novelty about it. We had a great sense of, you know, I can do this, exercise, sourdough, whatever your thing was, we did it. Whereas now coming into really the third lockdown in February, which will last until February 2021, there's a sense of, oof, or why bother? Yeah, and it's and also the
0: winter months which is making it particularly difficult, I think.
1: I think so. And mm-hmm. I suppose that's where I suppose I'd encourage you to look at it differently. Because what we do need, I would suggest, is a greater sense of hope and tenacity, which is really sort of a stick at in COVID times, because um, there is a relentlessness about COVID and that can take away our sense of personal freedom, our sense of hope. So any resolutions we're planning on, they need to go deeper. Um, They can't be just, I want to get fitter, or I want to give more time to my spiritual life, or I want to pray more. We need to, as um, Simon Sinek, some of you may be familiar with him, the motivational speaker, we need to ask why. Uh, Not just why once, but five times. So for the benefit of our listeners, why, why, why? Why? Good Lord. Why? <laughs> okay. Because um, there is very little bounce in things. And, mm. you know, so that's the first thing. So we shouldn't be surprised that we're really not feeling like, I don't know, sea swimming, you know, or whatever your thing is. That's really your thing right now, isn't it? it well, you're going to mention this as one of the resolutions. It's not really, but <laughs> okay. you know yourself. So and then I think the other thing is there is a silver lining in all this because the motivation needs to go a lot deeper. Because um, we can't really escape ourselves during COVID, you know, we have even more limited, um, you know, I might say, circle of close contacts. We're limited in where we're working. We're with our families. We're with our loved ones, and that's it. So um, there, there's no distraction from real personal growth and change. And we can't, you know, sort of run away from it, distract ourselves and the usual things. So the the, the, I suppose the choice really is the option, the opportunity, I'd say, as opposed to the obstacle is, you know, where can and will I be better? Um, and what, what potentially harder things can I face in myself um, because as we know challenge brings we need challenge as human beings we need challenge to grow we're created for challenge but as we know challenge can bring out the very bestness and it can also bring out the less better me but we're made for it and I think that's very important to remind mm-hmm. ourselves of that so I think reading this podcast I wanted to focus in not so much on you know the new skill or the exercise or the hobby or the intellectual stimulation which are all part of New Year's resolutions I wanted to really to focus on spiritual resolutions okay. because they go a lot deeper. They go to what kind of person I am, what kind of person I want to be. And they
0: can have a knock-on effect on everything else.
1: Everything. Mm. And it's the deep, the deepest sense of motivation. I'm not doing it for the gallery you're looking at me. I'm not doing it for the promotion at work. I'm not doing it to look good on social media because guess what? All of those things are gone. I'm doing it because I want to be a better person and because... I believe in something deeper than what's just immediate and in front of me.
0: Okay.
1: So I suppose I thought it would be nice to look at, I suppose, first of all, the whole idea of Christmas, that Christmas is essentially God made visible. And um, if ever you felt, I'm sure we can all recall moments and even maybe at home, some of you with your own children or maybe you're all at home reflecting on when you were kids, um, but that whole idea of ever, if ever you felt frightened as a child, You know, you needed to know that mum and dad were close by and then everything would be okay. And I think during these times of uncertainty, you know, we've just celebrated Christmas. Mm -hmm. God has become man. Mm -hmm. You know, he has become a tiny baby. He was born and he's dependent on his mother and his father. And he made himself vulnerable And that tells us that it's okay to be vulnerable. And that's probably the most defining feature of our lives is that we are dependent Mm. and it's not about being on top of things or being powerful or achievement, you know, Uh, I think that's important in terms of new new resolutions. You know, how can we learn the one hand self-acceptance and on the other hand, that call of personal growth to be the best person I'm called to be. So the first resolution I would suggest really is that of prayer. Okay. Um, And I think prayer is not a neutral space. You know, it's being in God's presence, it's being with the person who has made me, who knows me, and who has the answers. And it is a game changer. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the first thing I would say is you need to make the time for it. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that again, you need to make the time for it. You need to make the time for it. Because it doesn't come naturally. It doesn't happen naturally. And it's awkward initially when we first set to do it. Um, But it's a source of incredible peace. Mm -hmm. Because we're not sitting in front of a to-do list. We're not sitting in front of maybe false expectations we have for ourselves. Neither are we sitting in front of negative thoughts, you know. You know, I'm useless. I'm not good at this. I'm not whatever. What Mm -hmm. you're sitting is in the presence of somebody who loves you, who knows your space more than anyone else. And it also is a vision of your future. And also, I think in all of this is, you know, that phrase uh, our Lord used in the gospel, without me, you can do nothing. Mm. You know, so we shouldn't be surprised at that. Yeah, I think the um, whole element of um,
0: believing and reminding yourself that you're a creature, you know, you're before the creator. I think that is very helpful going forward. I think COVID obviously reminds us of that many times that we're not we're not independent beings we depend on others and we depend on situations right now that that are out of our control and while that can be unnerving i th- i do think prayer helps us to re- to remind us that we have some that we have a father that loves us very much not a kind of a simple consoling you know oh that's lovely you know but a a, a truth
1: you know? it's a, de- a definite truth mm. and i'd also and i'd add also is that we discover what real peace looks like mm-hmm. you know real peace looks like um a father who loves us. Real peace looks like I self-exceptions, but also that sense of well, what can I grow in, um, and that real peace is compatible with not having it all together. You know, let's—I was just even thinking about say, look at the three wise men. You know, we're going to be celebrating their feast in the upcoming days on the sixth of January, and you know, let's face it. You know, what what do they think when they arrived into the stable? You know, and they saw the baby Jesus there. You know, they just trekked. You know, how many miles? They followed a star. They arrived in Jerusalem, they didn't know where Jesus was going to be born, everything about it was extremely messy, extremely inconvenient, not really the style of for these deep intellectuals from the East. But then they arrived there and think, yes, it's all worthwhile. Mm. So I think prayer reminds us that our life is worthwhile. Mm. And it's not just the end game, you know, when it's all over heaven, but being in the midst of life is worthwhile getting up in the morning for our loved ones, doing things intentionally for our loved ones, struggling to be kinder if that's our thing, struggling to be more patient if that's our thing, not being afraid to say sorry, beginning again and going, all of that is beautiful. And that's enough. um, It's like the Disney Plus
0: movie, Soul. (laughs) Well, I have to say that movie is really, really nice if if anybody has not seen it. Um, I feel like I'm doing a product placement here for Disney Plus, but I don't think they need it. Um, Yeah, the one that's called Soul, because it does talk about that idea of... You know the beauty of the ordinary it does um, and not focusing solely on the clincher of your singular purpose that you think you have devised for yourself you know and, th- and in this occasion it's a jazz player it's just yeah. it's very nice it's a very nice movie
1: and I think it also draws into into sharp focus, which is very helpful this whole idea of that we have so many negative thoughts or expectations in our head that really aren't helpful, mm. you know whether it's you know and that can also be a kind of bring on a certain despair, you know, um, in the sense of I'm not good enough or I'm whatever, X Y out. Whereas prayer is actually being in the presence of somebody who loves you and everything is okay. And it's not just, as you say, a panacea, but it's God going, okay, well, that's not great, but we can work on that. I think it's also important when we pray um, is that also we have stuff to pray with. Yeah. Because otherwise it can just be me talking, you know, it can be yeah, we're a feeding monologue. ourselves with ourselves. And of course we have certain insights and the Holy Spirit can help us, you know, to, to, to find th- you know things to pray with or to be struck by certain things. But we need content and deep convictions, you know, and times of trial. And I think that's very important um, because, and that comes from taking up the gospel, you know, maybe the gospel of Mark or Matthew. It takes, it comes from taking up books that are are made, written by great spiritual authors or great saints, you know, Pope Francis, Saint Augustine, Saint Josemaría Scriva, All of these things are online now.
0: Yeah, Pope Francis has lovely stuff out actually. I have he has say.
1: beautiful things, uh, you know, particularly around the Christmas season and they're very related mm. to COVID times and very practical um, and I think that's really really important for us to realise that I think the second thing as well is that um, it just doesn't happen you know Um you know, first of all, okay, God is our source of strength, and we need His grace, His strength. You know, we can't be better alone. Um, we can only be better reflecting on. You might say, even reflecting on the Christmas scene, how God did things. You know, it took Him thirty years to be. You might might say to step into that space of public life, but every single step along the journey was as important as His public life, the miracles, the preaching, etc. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, as you mentioned earlier, Catherine, that you know, sometimes we we hold out for the moment of when I realize my true passion and my real purpose for being here. We're Whereas there's all little steps along the way they are all part of that and they are as important. So when we reflect on Jesus in the gospel, we see how Talk, you know, raising, OK, the the, the, the the son of the widow of name, super important, but also sitting down to have dinner with Zacchaeus or, you know, sitting by the Lake Sea of Galilee were just as important. So we can be cleaning the dishes for the 20 millionth time over Christmas or picking up yet another piece of Lego under the table or, you know, whatever it is, choosing what am I going to watch tonight with the family, you mm. know, and make sure everybody's happy with it. Whatever it is we're doing these days is that it's important to realize that God is there. And that he came to accompany us to be human, to help us to realize, look, the human condition is beautiful, um, and we, but we need his strength to make it work. And we need his example to see what virtue looks like lived out. Because what virtue is, is an attitude of heart and mind. And that's what it is. It's mm. an inhabit. It's a daily attitude of how do I want to, to bring this into brass tacks? So in all of this, I suppose we have the model of Jesus. We have the space of prayer, but we also need to have a really important attitude, Drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) And that attitude is sporting spirit. What does that mean? It's the attitude of an athlete who goes, you know, you know, the Michael Jordan of X number of efforts to to get that basket and then finally gets the basket in, Mm -hmm. you know. I think St. Augustine put it very eruditely. I'm not going to try and do it any better than him. It's something like, so you want to live a quiet life. Well, God wants otherwise. You know, there's two wills. On the one hand, your will needs to be corrected to be identified with God Um, And we can't really bend God's will to suit ours. OK, so when we try to, you know, uh, try to start out on resolutions, of course, we're going to fail about 20 times before we get it. Mm. Uh, there'll be good days and bad days. So what we can't do is bend God's will to our own and go, you know, what, God, this prayer thing isn't really working for me. So I'm going to step away from this for I a moment. I love accent. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Good. It's very, yes. <laughs> yes you know very what I mean. polished. <laughs> Whatever. But it's a case of, no, this is where you are, God, and I want to be there and mm. I want to be the best me. And you know what that looks like. I don't really because sometimes I lose faith in myself, or I don't have deep-seated convictions, or I don't know what my faith looks like. So those moments, we do need to have that kind of get up when you fall, get up when you fail, uh, or when you don't seem to follow through in resolutions. You mm-hmm. know? And again, at St. Josemaria, we often refer to a lovely quote too. He just said, you know, Jesus didn't say you would not be troubled. So if we're troubled, it's okay. He didn't say you wouldn't be tempted. You know, mm. you know, Jesus himself was tempted. He didn't say you would not be distressed, you know, disheartened, discouraged or whatever. But he did say you would not be overcome. Mm-hmm. OK, so you, you can keep at it, keep at it and it, it will make a difference. So we have to believe in that. Um, so, you know, when sinners decide they want to become saints, they encounter lots of trouble on the way. Ours is an narrow path. Um, it's not a road of our own making. You know, so Jesus has a path for us, which is wonderful to know. There is a providence of God, Um, but he doesn't give us a whole pile of information along the way. And so that 's why we find this whole navigation of covid nineteen difficult because you know everybody seems to be telling us what mm. to do, but we need with a certain space of personal choice um and yeah, and it 's hard,
0: I think right now because it's everything is telling us what not to do, do you know what i mean so it 's hard to know
1: what to do exactly yeah. um yeah, I think yeah no, I think that's, and I think that's where reflection this year is really important. you know, I did hear I know a bunch of friends of mine were doing a retreat over new year 's you know, and I thought. Mm. Um, that's such a really, really good way to start the new year because, you know, growth comes from we need to know where we are in our journey and every, every one of us is in a different space. So where does reflection lead me, mm. you know, and then I think, you know, what what did I do well in the last year? I think it's important to recognize that, you know, um, what could I do better, you know, and and also how much people supported me in my journey. You know, how many it's, it's, it's a very helpful thing, because if we give space to that, we realize how, how much goodness there is around us, practical goodness, people who are good and kind and supportive for us. And I think that's a huge part of our sense of self-worth comes from that acknowledgement of the great people that I have around me. Um, and also, I think reflection is important for me, myself and I, you know, to look in the mirror because otherwise we, we repeat the same mistakes. You know, whereas if we reflect, you know, we see, well, look, do you know what? I think I could be kinder or I could give more time to God, you know, or what if I was to do a bucket list? You know, what are my real priorities in life? And, you know, the typical, most popular ones are always the ones I'm going to get fit, I'm going to exercise, mm. I'm going to be healthier. And in the top list of 10 top, you know, resolutions is always, I need to give more time to my family and friends. Mm. Now we may say, look, I'm giving tons of time to the family well, and I gotcha. can't get away from mm. them. But meaningful, you know, can I improve those interactions? You know, sometimes because, now we need to step away and, you know, regroup and whatever. But at the same time, how meaningful is that interaction? Or reaching out to people. And I think that's the third resolution I would make. And, and it flows from the idea of reflection is, you know, how do I reach out to people? You know. What was the second? The second, well, it's prayer and it's the attitude, isn't it? The, All sort right, of okay, the whole yes. sporting spirit attitude. <laughs> is it, yeah, mm-hmm. And then I do, and of course, reflection into that because, mm-hmm. of course, we need to reflect on where we are in the journey mm-hmm. if we're going to go anywhere. But the idea of other people... You know, and um, because I don't know about anybody else listening yourself, Catherine, but I do think we have to be so intentional about connecting with people because getting on the phone or, you know, yeah, it's harder, you know, talking yeah. to somebody on Zoom, you know, whatever it is, it's harder, mm-hmm. you know, and it's particularly if we're feeling I have nothing to say. Is yeah, so any news? And you're uh, like, hmm, okay. No, what did you watch in Disney or Netflix or what did you do or what did you have for dinner or whatever it is. But the, the lovely thing about it is you always come away feeling accompanied. And so does the other person. Mm-hmm. And I he- I've heard quite a few people talk about the fact that they've really, their friendships have moved on in some way during COVID because they've really had to make that effort. And they really appreciated the fact they have a sense of being, I suppose, accompanied, we're all together in this, you know, and there is a sense of, you know, a shared space and how that feels supporting, you know, when when we do reach out to others. And also, I suppose, is that um, we can always inspire people, you know, by our words of comfort, by our words of encouragement, by, you know, and that is one of the corporal works of mercy you know, Mm. is actually counseling um, the anxious, the the needy or the doubtful. And, you know, sometimes we think it's, of course, it's great to be able to reach out to the needy or the lonely in our community, but that's becoming harder and harder. Mm. Whereas, you know, that whole business of reaching out to people, you know, a phone call or whatever, because everybody is a little bit fraught or under pressure. Mm. We all need to be counselled in different ways. And how lovely it is if somebody picks up the phone and goes, how are you? And not expecting you to be in the best of form sometimes. Um, I think as well, in all of this, we need to think about our sources of inspiration because, um... You know it's it's uh you know even going back to that idea we said at the beginning, you know is that you know we are we are in a narrow path, you know this road isn't of our own making, Um it is you might say God's star we're following, you know each of us has that star, so what is that star you know and we you know we do need to think about those again those sources of inspiration, you know where do I get that inspiration from. What is that podcast? What is that gospel passage? What is that spiritual book? Or And to explore that whole Bible of huge inspiration that is there because there's a huge amount of it out there. And I think sometimes we do ourselves an injustice by not going there because mm-hmm. even going back to the idea of the Magi again, like the Magi were on their way to the stable. Now, if they had listened to the innkeeper um, or if they'd listened to Herod or if they, they had listened to, you know, his deviousness and his malice, you know, where do we take our influence? from, you know, we can take our influencers from the COVID statistics today you know, X number of people have infections and of course need to know those things, but is that what determines my thought process for the day? Yeah. And do I, because fear makes us draw into ourselves mm. and to lose a sense of resilience or creativity or growth. Uh, your point there about what can I do is really important. So where do I take my inspiration from? You know, if we're only paying atti- our attention to the attitudes of negativity or inconvenience, well, we're not going to get very far. I have to you say, um,
0: Audible books, I've, I've found another <laughs> product placement here. But, you know, um, just audio books have been really
1: helpful, yeah.
0: I think over over covid times because you are not you're not out at conferences you're not receiving much inspiration but you do have to search it out and there are huge resources there and they are extremely inspiring you know mm. and if you listen to like 15 20 minutes of it it doesn't have to be hugely onerous
1: every day it it can really
0: set you up for the day you know
1: um yeah no, it's, and it's just, again, just feel, what feeling like we, feel, we have our lovely food at Christmas time. You know, mm. most of us, maybe those don't, but many of us do. There'll be turkey and there's so many things we expect, but our mind sometimes kind of, you know, it's a little bit hit and miss. What do I feed my mind and my soul with? Mm. So I can't emphasize enough in this podcast is the whole idea of resolutions are great, but make sure there is food to feed them
0: yeah. and motivation.
1: Yeah. The motivation needs to go an awful lot deeper. And that's why I think the whole idea of spiritual resolutions. And if you can but make yeah. them specific, make them doable, and hold yourself to them. You know, yeah. Don't. And I, I think also if them. you
0: can't if you can't remember your resolutions in an elevator pitch, you know what I mean, like in a sixty second run. You know, if the resolutions are too complicated, and if you can't remember them, like one, two, three, or even have you know start lettering them, you know, or numbering them in. Ver- or if you're not able to do them today, then they're not really resolutions. I That sounds a bit whatever, but, you know, if you if you can't see yourself doing them today, then you're not going to be doing them in a month's time or a year's time. So to pick resolutions that are really, really, really doable, that you know you can do today will make it far more easier as you journey through the year, I think.
1: No, oh, no, absolutely. Mm. Couldn't, you know, couldn't agree with that more. Um, and I think as well, um, you know, to mention sources of things, obviously God's grace is hugely important in all of this. And given that we can't, you know, for those... For, for us, those of us who are practicing Catholics, we can't access, obviously, the sacraments in terms of mass. Mm. So it's online mass. And it's, it's going back to that with sort of the same sort of sense of, well, God can work through whatever media there is there. There is grace there. You know, mm. the effort made to, to engage, to pray prayerfully at mass, to take whatever the priest is saying at the homily and try to do something with it. But the, the other thing I suppose to be aware of is that there is actual, you know, the churches are open. For personal prayer, and there are churches open for confession, and I think confession, you know, is a huge. It's, it's a beautiful part of, of of growing. It's beginning again, mm. you know. It's God saying, "Okay, let's just clear the decks. What do you need to let go of? What can I take from you? What can I forgive you f- for?" Etc. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like going to the the best spa ever. You know, <laughs> um, it's. Pure detox, purification, exfoliation, moisturize—you know, just think of it all, ladies. And that's what confession is, you know. Yeah. And and it, you know, if you've had a bad experience with it, well, you know, try to put that behind you insofar as you can. Yeah. There's some great preset there. There's some great you know possibilities, and we will share them. I think after this podcast, for any of you'd like. But the point that I suppose about it is, is that we can't do it just out of willpower. We do need God's strength. You know, I started this podcast talking about God becoming a child because you wanted to tell us you need to be vulnerable mm. and we know we're vulnerable. But vulnerability isn't doesn't mean exposure. You know, you don't put a baby outside uh, on the on the step to freeze. You know, we can't freeze ourselves. We need God's grace to prevent exposure. To realise our, our vulnerabilities, because we we are children children of God. In other words, He's our Father. He's there to make it possible. Mm. So we do need those graces. So if we're not, you know, it's 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 all very well to talk about resolutions. You know, we need the motivation, mm. etc. We need, as you say, the elevator pitch, but we also need the grace, and that grace is God's to give, and He it's 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 there in in buckets full. And I think in the previous to to the podcast that
0: you you did the interview with um, Norello. Broderick was very good on that. You know, she was talking about the, the the benefit for your own mental health with regards to intentionality
1: in your spiritual life. Absolutely, it was interesting.
0: It was very interesting, I have to say. Yeah,
1: yeah and it's great to know it's all scientifically proven. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> it's a little backed up. But it's just it's important that we realise where, where 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 God's where God comes and I come um, in the whole the whole process. You mm-hmm. know, in the partnership. You know, I'm not supposed to do 100, mm-hmm. percent and just, just give go God a little space. Brilliant. You
0: know? Well, thanks very much, Maura. And um, we hope to be rolling out a number of podcasts over the next uh, couple of months. Um, All very exciting. So, uh, and thanks for listening to us.